Welcome to today's program, The Beauty of Grace. And I'm Pastor Pete Norris of Harvest Fellowship Church, Goldsboro, North Carolina. If you'd like to write us, you'd like to send us a message, you can send it to hfchurch, the number seven, at gmail.com. That's hfchurch, the number seven, at gmail.com. I want to talk to you today about something that I really believe that is a, a, a something lacking in the body of Christ and as, as something that, that we haven't understood. It's been taken out of context. I, I would love to say that it has not been preached controversial and it has not been preached maybe a little bit out of balance. I would be wrong for saying that, but I want to talk about a seed that creates your future. Now, so many times we spend a lot of time praying for God to bless us and God bless us financially and People call me all the time and say, you know, Pastor, I want you to pray that God's going to bless us financially. And, and, and prayer does not get you blessed financially. You can pray all you want to pray. God established a law, and that law is sowing and reaping or giving and receiving. And in Second Chronicles chapter 1, verse 6 and 7, something that really transformed my life a little bit was Second Chronicles 1, 6 and 7. It says this, And Solomon went up there to the bronze altar before the Lord, which was the tabernacle of the meeting, and offered a, burnt off, a thousand burnt offerings on it. On that night, God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Ask, what shall I give you? Now, I want you to understand something. Solomon only had to do one burnt offering, but he's done a thousand. Now, if you'll notice, God speaks in thousands. Thousands is, is the, also the Greek word for multitude. Thousand is a day with the Lord is a thousand years. And, and so God is continuously, when he's talking to Ezekiel, he said, I want you to go measure the flow of the water, go uh, ankle deep, and you're going to go a thousand cubics, and go another thousand cubics, and this is going to happen, another thousand cubics, and this is going to happen. And so we see that Solomon used the power of a seed to create a future for himself. Solomon didn't know how he was going to rule the nation of Israel. Now think about that. You've been given a, a whole nation and you don't know how to rule it and the first thing you do is you give a sacrifice. I tell you, he, Solomon offered those sacrifices to the Lord on purpose. He wanted to get God's attention. Just try to imagine the scene of a thousand animals were offered in a single day. Solomon had been thinking about what he wanted from the Lord. Now we see in verses 8 through 10, and Solomon said to God, you have shown great mercy to David my father and have made me king in his place. Now, O Lord God, let your promise to David my father be established. For you have made me king over a people like the dust of the earth in multitude. Now give me wisdom and give me knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people. For you can judge this great people of yours. For who can judge these great people of yours? Now look at 11 and 12. Then God said to Solomon, because this was in your heart, and you have not asked for riches or wealth or honor or for the life of your enemy, or have you asked for a long life, but you have asked for wisdom and knowledge for yourself, that you may judge my people over whom I have made you king. Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you, and I will give you riches and wealth and honor, such as none of the kings have had who were before you, nor shall any after you have likewise." So we have to use wisdom in what we ask for. The word of the Lord is to be obeyed, not discussed. So it was through Solomon's giving that he was able to embrace God's assignment for his future. Now we know the rest of that story. 
We know that Solomon become very wise. He become very wealthy. He began to prosper in all that he'd done. And, and money was everywhere and his servants was everywhere. And people were coming from miles just to talk to him about the wisdom that he had. But it all started with the seed. It all started with a thousand burnt offerings that got the attention of God, that changed transformation, that changed his life forever, that changed his future. Now you, you and I must realize that God sowed a son, which was his seed. He sowed Jesus that he would get a family. And all these people are walking around saying, well, you know, we need to sow and not expect anything back. Now, that sounds like a very religious statement. It sounds like a good statement. It ought to be a godly statement, but it's not. Because when God was sowing, he sowed his son, Jesus. What for? Was he expecting anything back? Absolutely, he was. We would never think that was crazy for a farmer that was going out planting a 50-acre field of, uh, of corn to not expect a harvest. He goes back out there and he, he tills the ground and he waters the, the soil and he gets the ground ready he fertilizes and he sprays and he does all these things to protect his crop. Now he's always expecting that. He goes to bed at night and goes to sleep and don't know how it's going to produce, but it produced after its own kind. He's never planted a field of corn and you got tomatoes. That just doesn't happen. Why? Because on the inside of that seed is the birth process of something to come alive with. That's exactly what God's doing right now in the body of Christ is he sowed a son to get a family. Now I, I really love the, the way the Spirit begins to teach that because you can find that in John chapter 12 verse 24 I believe it's in the NIV he said if, if a seed is put in the ground and it dies it, it resurrects and then it does what? It breaks many seeds. So we see the father sowing his son to get a harvest. So your seed, if you want to create finances, you want to begin to grow and see your future, you establish your own future by what you sow. A seed creates your future. That's the beauty of grace.